I'm good. Miss, hey y'all, good morning. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Y'all do me a favor, start sharing. We're going to get in this thing this morning. Oh, my goodness. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, This morning, the Lord was reminding me because it looked like, sometimes I'm so spunky. It looked like that my day wasn't going to go right. Like it gave the appearance. I'm up trying to get ready. Some stuff is going wrong. And so it looked like, like it looked like my day wasn't going to go right. Um, as I was getting ready, as I was trying to get everything going, God just reminded me of something. Woo! The Holy Spirit is a like an amp up, a jump up, a starter. And so I'm sitting there and I'm like, you know, oh my gosh, Trying not to get caught up in what's not working. Woo! Come on. Trying not to get caught up in what's not working. Trying not to focus on what's not working, right? Like, just keep moving. God had already been speaking to me. God had already told me to start celebrating. God had already had me declare that it would be a good day, right? And so it seems like I'm down to the wire and everything is going the opposite direction of what it should be going. It appears. And I'm like, my God, this like it it's not what it looked like is is the the way it's not what it looked like. Y'all. So I'm just sitting there and I'm like, I'm like, OK, um, I'm like, I'm like, OK. Um, and the Lord says something to me and he was like, you know, from the greater one, the greater one lives inside of you. So how could your day not go as it should? And I was like, like, come on. He's like, if the greater one lives inside of you, like how could your day not go like it should? This is just a moment. Like this is just a moment that's not working. A little tiny glimpse of not working. So how could your day not go right when the greater one lives inside of you. And I'm like, whoop, perspective on, game on. Like, game on. Let me push. Let me not focus. So it looked like it wasn't going to go right. But, man, I'm going to have a very, 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 very good day. Like, he just starts speaking to me. He's like, like, how, how does the greater one, like, and I'm like, man, if we would spend more time focusing on the greater one inside of us, like how that would transform, come on y'all, how that would transform our day, how that would transform our perspective, how how that we would, it would transform how we handle things. So I'm so grateful to the Holy Spirit for reminding me like, before this, 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 and you need to like, not like, not from people. You didn't hear that from the Holy spirit. <laughs> like I needed to hear that from, I needed his reassurance that this was going to be a good day because 
it, and it was just little small things. And then the Lord was just like reminding me, like those things are insignificant. Those things do not matter. Like when the greater, oh, thank you, Vanessa. When the greater one is inside of you, woo, you carry, come on, y'all. You carry everything you need inside of you woo, to shift the day, to shift the moment. Come on, y'all. So I'm just like, oh my gosh. Okay. And it's funny because it lines up with today's Debo or today's encouragement. So like you carry like the greater one inside of you, the greater, don't Julia, don't do me like that. Um, yes, Bree, you get to have a very good day too. So it's just like, no, I'm going to have a good day. The greater one is inside of me and he's going to make this day go right. Um, so I'm just like, okay, guys, this is so powerful. So I want to, um, I need to share another testimony. Y'all, y'all taking, y'all taking me under with these testimonies, but they necessary. I need to share another testimony. Come on, y'all keep sharing the devotional. Y'all keep putting it. It's Friday. We ain't relaxing. Um, tomorrow, Saturday prayer calls, lady, ladies, get in there, right? Yeah. Come on. Let's get it in the comments. I'm going to have a great day. Come on. I'm going to have a great day. <laughs> I'm going to have a great day. Come on. Greater is he that is in me. I'm like, I'm going to have the most amazing day ever. God had already woke me up talking do you know what I was declaring over y'all? Do you know what I was declaring over y'all this morning? This month going to be the month of overflow. I can't give the word until Saturday on a prayer call. But this month, this month going to be the month of overflow. So I was declaring overflow and increase over y'all already. Woo! I'm going to have a great day. This going to be, but ladies, prayer, prayer call tomorrow morning, 7 a.m., be there. This is going to be the month of overflow. That's what he told me that we get ready to flow. And I'm gonna give you the scripture he gave me. And when I'm gonna talk to you. This is going to be the month of overflow. You're going to experience overflow. You're going to experience increase like never before. I don't know about you, but my month of faith, February was so filled with favor. I don't know about you, but my month of February was so filled with favor, it just didn't make sense. This my right here. This my gonna be an overflow. Ah! My God, you know what happens when you overflow? You pour over into somebody else. Ah! See, I look for overflow. I like overflow because that means I'm gonna flow over into somebody else. Ah! Overflow ain't just about me. Overflow means that I'm gonna impact and touch somebody else. Ah! Oh my God. So let me give you this testimony. Um, says, uh, see, this is one of my babies. When one of my, I love all y'all, but I got like babies in the ministry that just God has just given me. Y'all can't see my cute cook. Hello, gorgeous. Um, she's, she says, I want to share a testimony over the last couple of weeks. You spoke about the woman with the issue of blood. I shared with you some time ago that I was dealing with some things in my body. I had blood drawn last summer and the results showed a positive ANA result. Another blood level were high, were, were, other blood levels were high on the spectrum as well. With that, I was referred to a rheumatoid rheumatologist. At the beginning of the year, 
I knew the Lord had said I was going to sow a seed in your ministry. When the Lord gave me his gave me a number, he then said, now do it 12 times. So on January 1st was the mark of that one of 12. Late January, I had my first appointment with the rheumatologist. He said, we're, we're doing going to do some x-rays. He studied the x-rays and said he did see something on my spine that raised the concern and that he wanted to draw more blood and do further testing for all autoimmune diseases. I had my follow-up appointment this past Tuesday, February 27th. <laughs> the doctor came in. Can I tell me about God? The doctor came in and said, all your blood work is perfect. The doctor came in and said, all your blood work is perfect. Not, not there's something still lingering. Not there's something still happening. He said, the doctor came in and said, all your blood work is perfect. We ran every base test and extended testing and your blood work is normal. You are healthy. He then said you are over 40. You had children. You served 14 in the years of the military. This is attributed to normal wear and maintain your physical health and eat properly and you'll have a healthy life. I believe this is her. I have favor. I am healed. My mind is healthy. Thank you, LMJ, for speaking the word over our, our lives. Thank you, LMJ, for helping us to speak the word over our lives. Body is perfect. Nothing lacking. Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking. You got to type that. You got to say that. Everything. You got to declare that nothing lacking, nothing missing, and nothing broken. Nothing lacking, nothing missing, and nothing broken. And I was, when I was reading this and I was in the shower this morning, I was meditating and the Lord was reminding me, he said, you asked me. I've been asking him because I truly believe miracle signs and wonders follow those that believe. And I've been asking him, like, I want to see more miracles attached to this ministry. I want to see more miracles attached to my life. Miracle signs and wonders follow those who believe. And I believe you. I believe there is nothing that you can't do. I believe your power is not, it's not void. I believe you want to demonstrate yourself 
in this earth so great and so powerful. Let my life become a source of a miracle. Let the ministry become the source of a miracle. Like let people who are attached to me see your hand. And I told him, I said, I said something big and it's, it's really in scripture. I said, I said, God, I said, I said, this enemy is trying to mock you. This enemy is trying to show up in this earth as if you are real. And I need you to defend your cause in this earth. I need you to defend your cause through this ministry. When um, Moses then were leaving and obeying God, he was like, the people got to see that you're with us. Woo! Like the people got to see that you, he was telling them, he said, the people need to see and know that you are with us. And I've just been praying that, Lord, the people, the people who don't believe, people need to sow, people need to know that you are with us. They need to know, they need to know that you are with us, Lord. They need to know you are with us. So we've been walking through this thing with the Holy Spirit and the Lord showed me something this morning um, about how we reverence God Woo! and that the reverence of God brings us into a power that we don't know. Woo! Yeah. It's like, Lord, I need to know. I need to know. They need to see and know that you are with me. So the reverence of God brings us into a, a, a power. And so this morning he had me studying David and this moment with Goliath, right? And I'm like, God, David picked up five stones, right? He picked up five stones, right? But he only used one. <laughs> what was so powerful, what was so powerfully going on in David we face a different type adversary. Like we face a different type of adversary who's already defeated at the cross, right? And David didn't take the armor, right? Because something to him, remember we wrestle against not flesh and blood. He didn't take the armor of the king that would seem successful. Woo! He took what he had, oh my God, and used it. Right. He took what he had and he used it. And I'm like, he took five stones into a battle. Right. But he only needed one to defeat the giant. Woo! And I'm like, Lord. What was so different about David? <laughs> and he simply says this. He said, David. David reverenced me. He, he said, it's simple. He said, David, I'm going to give it to you in scripture. He said, David reverenced me. Woo! <laughs> he said, I'm a, uh, he said, he said, he said, David, he said, David reverenced. He said, David reverenced me. <laughs> There was a reverence, a reverential fear of the Lord inside of David. David reverenced, like David reverenced me. Like his, his reverence for me is what produced the miracle. And I'm like, Lord, help me to reverence you. Like, and I'm going to talk to you about that, but I want to give you this. He said, David, re David reverenced 
David referenced me, right? <laughs> David, David referenced, David referenced me, right? And the, the you gotta, you gotta just see, you gotta see this, right? He says, David, David referenced me. So it's this, this first Samuel 17, 4. This is then a champion named Goliath from God came out from the Philistine camp. He was nine feet, nine inches tall, wore bronze helmet and bronze scale armor. They were bronze armor on his shins and bronze javelin. They're giving you a perfect depiction of how strong this giant appears to be. His spear and shaft was like a reaver's beam and the iron point of his spear weighed 15 pounds. In addition, a shield bearer was walking in front of him. He stood and shouted to the Israelite battle formations. Why do you come out to line up in battle formation? Am I not a Philistine? And are you not servants of Saul? Listen, it's what he was saying. This is what he's saying. This is what he, this is what he's saying to the Israelite battle formation. He says, are you not a servant of Saul? And remember, the spirit had left Saul because Saul was out. Saul was out on something else. He says, he says, if, if he wins in a fight against me and kills me, we will be your servants. But if I win against him and kill him, then you will be our servants and serve us. Then the Philistine said, I defy the ranks of Israel today. Send me a man so we can fight each other. When Saul and all Israel heard these words, the Philistine, they lost their courage and was terrified. Their courage was in their physical capability. It says, now David was the son of Ephronite from Bethlehem of Judah named Jesse. Jesse had eight sons and during Saul's reign was already an old man. Jesse's three oldest sons had followed Saul to war and their names were Elab, Abnadab, and Shammah, the third, and David was the youngest, the three oldest, and followed Saul. But David kept going back and forth from Saul to tend his father's flock in Bethlehem. Every morning and evening for 40 days, the Philistine came forward and took his stand. One day, Jesse had told his son, David, take the half bushel of rustled grain along with these 10 leavened loaves of bread for your brothers and hurry to the camp. Also take the 10 portions of cheese, check on the well-being of your brothers and bring a confirmation with them. They are with Saul and all the men of the Israel. So David got up early in the morning, left the flock with someone to keep it loaded up, set out as Jesse. He arrived in the camp. I'm skipping. Israel and Philistines lined up in battle formation facing each other. David left his supplies in the care of the quartermaster, ran into the battle line. When he arrived, he asked his brothers how they were. While he was speaking with them, suddenly the champion named Goliath, the Philistine from Gath, came forward from the Philistine battle in line and shouted his usual words, which David heard. When all the Israelite men saw Goliath, they retreated from him, terrified. Previously, an Israelite man had declared, do you see this man who keeps coming out? He comes to defy Israel. The king will make the man who kills him very rich and give him his daughter. David spoke to the man who were standing with him. What will be done for the man who kills the Philistine and removes this disgrace from Israel? Just who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the armies of the living God? <laughs> Who was he that he should defy the armies of the living God? 
the troops told him about the offer. David's older brother, Elab, listened and he spoke to the man. He said, why don't you come down here? Who, who did you leave those few sheep with the wilderness? I know your arrogance and your evil heart. You came down to see the battle. David says, what have I done now? It was just a question. Then he turned from those beside him and others in front of him and asked about the offer the people gave the same answer. What David said was overheard, reported to Saul. So yeah, David brought to him. David said to Saul, don't let anyone be discouraged by him. Your servant will go and fight this Philistine. Woo! You got to listen. Your servant will go and fight this Philistine. But Saul replied, you can't go fight the Philistine. You're just a youth. And he's been a warrior since he young. David answered Saul and said, your servant has been tending his father's sheep. When, whenever a lion or a bear came up, can I tell you something? You have been prepared for this very moment. Why would you allow an enemy to talk trash about you when greater is he that is in you? You, you have been prepared for what God has called you to. Why would you allow an enemy? Why would you allow an enemy to talk trash to you about you? Woo! Why would you allow an enemy to talk? You have been prepared for this. Why would you allow a defeated foe? Because remember, Satan has no authority in your life whatsoever. All he does is talk trash. He ain't got no authority. All he does is talk noise. He presents himself big, but he is so little. He is so tiny. Ah! He is so tiny. He is so little. He is so small. When greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Why would you like a, a lifeless, listless, no power bearing enemy talk trash to you about who you are? David answered Saul, your servant has been tending his father's sheep. Whenever a lion or a bear came and carried off a lamb from the flock, I went after it, struck it down, rescued the lamb from its mouth. It's reared up against me. Everything you have gone through up to this moment has been preparing you for your destiny. I got to go. I'm finna go. Every Everything that it looked like you, every time it looked like you lost and you got back up. Every time it looked like you, even the mistakes you made. Woo! Even the things that you did foolishly. I showed you Abraham in his foolishness. God still shifted things into purpose. Everything that you have been through, everything, even the lies that you told that didn't make sense. God is still developing you, developing your character, using you, lifting you up above circumstances and storms so that he can place you in a position. You are already prepared for this. Your whole life, you've been getting ready for this defining moment between. So let me tell you something. And anytime you go into new territory, you want to take down a giant. It's just part of, it's just part, but it's not by flesh and blood. The stronghold is in your mind. 
It's the things in your mind that try to tell you it can't. It's the things in your mind that try to tell you it won't happen. It's the things in your mind that try to remind you of who you were and what you used to do. And no, why would you allow an enemy with no authority and no power to speak to you? He doesn't, he doesn't give you, he doesn't charge you. He doesn't know the plan God has for you. He doesn't know the plan God has for you. He does not. He just knows that you're with God. He knows that if that, that he knows that you are with God. And so if he can intimidate you by lies and thought processes and culture and all this other stuff, he knows he'll immobilize you. But can I tell you something? You are here today because you got back up. Even if you don't feel it yet, you are here today because you got back up. And that's because you trusted God more than you trusted yourself. <laughs> because you've trusted, you are here. You are here seeking out something greater than you. You are here today. That says something to God. Woo! So it says, your servant been tending his father's sheep. Even a lion or a bear came and carried off a lamb of the flock. I went after it, struck it down, and rescued the lamb from his mouth. If it reared up against me, I would grab it by its fur, strike it down, and kill it. Your servant has killed lions and bears. This uncircumcised. David saw the giant for what it was, voidless of power. From this moment forth, you need to see the enemy for who he is, voidless of power. He has no power. The only power that he has is what you surrender to. Why would you surrender your dreams, the vision, your marriage, your kids to something that is void of power? He has no power. Y'all have given, I'm sick of, oh, the devil's busy. He can't be. Not on my territory. Not with my children. Not with my grandsons. Not with my future. Not with the ministry. Not with my partners. He can't. Why would you get, this is what he said. He said, he said, he says, he said, the Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of the Philistine. He said, this uncircumcised Philistine giant will be one of them, for he has defied the armies of the living God. You need to understand this. When the enemy is contending, I tell the Lord all the time, I said, and I do it just like this, contend with those that contend with me. You said you were preparing a table for me in the presence of my enemies. I do not have time to focus on what's going on outside this table. I'm trying to eat. <laughs> I'm trying to live. If you prepare the table for me, I know it's spread thick with some things that need my attention other than the little mind games that's going on around me. So let me get my focus on this table. And I always see myself eating and whatever is before me, it's his to deal with and not for me to deal with. And I don't have time to give a lot of attention to something that does not have authority over me. I don't have time to give a lot of attention to something that has no power. I don't have a lot of time to give some, some attention to something that can't affect me. Woo! 
So he says, the uncircumcised Philistine will be like one of them, for he has defied the armies of the living God. Then David said, the Lord who rescued me from the paw of the lion and the paw of the bear will rescue me from the hand of the Philistine. Saul said to David, go and may the Lord be with you. Then Saul had, Saul had his own military clothes put on David. Now listen, you got to hear this. Remember I told you, Holy Spirit, yesterday, you got to go back to yesterday. All of this is connecting. Remember I gave you a word from the Lord. I told you that he was calling you to enter something that perhaps nobody else has done before. I told you this will be um, counter-cultural, and I told you this will be counter-intuitive. Saul is trying to position David in culture. I'm going to go. Saul is trying to position David in what's norm and what's culture. But God has a solution for this problem that's going to demonstrate the power of God. When God calls us to an assignment, it is not it is not. Remember, I gave you the word from the Lord yesterday. It's not about your degrees. It's not about who you know. It's not about how you network. This is about God being God. Saul is trying to position David in what's normal. What? He's trying to give him what's cultural. He's trying to give him what seems like it would work, right? I told you yesterday, this thing that God is calling to you is so different. You're not going to be able to do it. It's not going to be done like anybody else. It's not going to be handled like anybody else. It's going to be, remember, countercultural, and it's going to be counterintuitive. It's not going to fit within the cultural norms, and you are going to know this by the spirit. You're going to have the information for the assignment and for where you're going by the spirit of God. Woo! So it may not line up with what someone's done before you or what they got going on. Nobody else may understand it. Remember 1 Corinthians 2, 14, what is spoken to you in this season is spoken by the spirit of God. What? So he said, he said, he gives, he, he saw has his own military clothes, puts on David. He puts on a bronze helmet on David's head and had him put on armor. David strapped his sword on over the military clothes and tried to walk, but he was not used to them. Can I tell you something? I'm going to say part of your problem is you've been trying to fit in. You, you weren't made to fit in. If you fit in and you do it like them, then you look like one of them. Then how can you be identified like God? Your stuff wasn't meant to look like nobody else's. Your stuff wasn't meant to be crafted this season in your life. Like how? <laughs> so he says to Saul, he says, I'm not used to them. So David took them off. See, David's brothers already knew he was rare. They tried to cut him down. Familiarity will always... Familiarity is a border bully. Anytime that you, I hear you, Holy Spirit, anytime that you are about to walk into something great, he will always use someone who is familiar and close to you to cut at your character. I'm finna go. You're all, that's him. That's him. He'll, he'll just do it. So his brothers had already called him prideful. His brothers had already, already cut at him. And it's hard because when it's someone close to you, You'll make you you'll think that it's a, an authority attached to it. But in this season, the only authority is the Holy Spirit. 
So his brothers had already tried to get at him. It was already identified that David was different. They called him prideful, but it wasn't pride. <laughs> it was confidence in who God was. Woo! It was it was confidence. It was confidence in who God was. It was confidence. It was confidence in who God was. And so his brother. So always when you're about to cross over into something great, uh, a familiar thing tries to come and present itself. And it's going to always someone close to you that's going to challenge what the Lord said or cut at you or have some smart to come. I just I just had it happen. I just, I just had it happen. I just, I just had it happen. Somebody thinks they was being, being helpful. Got in my DM to talk to me about how I celebrate myself and to share with me that um, God, uh, time is deceptive, beauty is fleeting. But a woman who fears the Lord, I quote that scripture every day because it's what keeps me humble. It's what that they thought they were being helpful in my DM, but they were really being used by the enemy because then the enemy tried to come in and make me second guess what I know God was telling me. And trying to come in and tell me, well, it's your inside and it's your heart. I know who I am and I know whose I am. And the reason that I celebrate myself in this season so hard is because there was a time that I did not. So someone tried to come in to, to they thought, offer a word of encouragement. <laughs> because my confidence may seem arrogant to the wrong person, but my heart posture is towards the Lord. And when your heart posture is towards the Lord, it brings in a certain level of confidence. It's not a confidence in myself. It's a confidence in what I know the Lord has done. But your carnal mind, your carnal mind, your car, and the world didn't teach me this. This ain't all this stuff the world teaches y'all. That my, your carnal mind will make you come at me a certain way when I am in a position to possess something so major. The goal is to make you second guess yourself and rethink what God has said. So he said, I can't walk these. David said to Saul, I'm not used to them. So David took, took come on, Tiffany, attempting to use old insecurities. Attempting to use old insecurities. That's it, right? Attempting to use old insecurities, right? So he says, so David took them off. Instead, he took his staff in his hand and chose five, two smooth stones from the wadi and put them in the pouch in his shepherd's bag. Then with his sling in his hand, he approached the Philistine. The Philistine came closer and closer to David with the shield bearer in front of him. When the Philistine looked and saw David, he despised him because he was just a youth, healthy and handsome. He said to David, am I a dog that you come against me with sticks? Then he cursed David by his gods. Come here, the Philistine called to David, and I'll give your flesh to the birds of the sky and the wild beasts. David said to the Philistine, you come against me with a sword, spear and javelin. But I come against you in the name of the Lord's armies, the God of the ranks of Israel. You have defied him. You need to hear me in this. Any resistance you experience in this season is against God. You ain't got to fight that baby. You need to understand any resistance that you experience in this season 
it goes against God. You don't have to fight that. Even if it looks like you're in a battle, even if you looks, looks like, if God is positioned and is saying to you, this is what's supposed to be, and this is what's supposed to happen in your life, even if you your own resistance, even if your old habits and your own ways are your own resistance, anything you experience in this season that comes in the form of resistance. So you need to understand something. Resistance is the greatest enemy. When you are about to step into the greatest time, it comes in mindsets. It comes in people. It comes in cultural norms. It comes, it comes in to steal your creativity. Resistance is the greatest thing that you will battle. That is why we have been learning who we are through the word of God. That is why it is so important for us to understand the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is actually what gives us reverence towards God. Your human flesh nature doesn't know how to reverence God. I see it all the time. I, I was that person. Thought I was reverent to God, but not really reverent to God. Thought I was reverent, thought I was reverent because of some things I was doing, but not really reverent. My heart posture wasn't reverent. My heart, my heart posture was still prideful. My heart posture was still me about me. God, it set me in a territory. And anytime you find yourself, they don't, they don't, they don't know who they mistreating. That's a wrong heart posture. That's pride. They don't, they don't know who, that's a wrong heart posture. That's pride. <laughs> Anytime you find yourself accusing other people, that's a wrong heart posture. There is only one accuser of the brethren. <sighs> Sometimes the greatest resistance is your heart posture. It ain't gonna work without me. That's a heart posture issue. That's pride. When I know what God has said, my confidence ah, is in the Lord. David says, you come against me with a sword, spear, and javelin, but I come against you in the name of the Lord of armies, the God of the ranks of Israel. You have defied him. Today, the Lord will hand you over to me. Today. Somebody ought to put it today in the comment. Today, 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 God going to deal with some things. Today, today, he going to deal with enemy. Today, he going to deal with your heart. Today, he going to deal with your mindset. Today, you about to experience something new, right? Today, he says, today, he didn't say, they have been out there with the Philistines. Listen. They have been out there with this in this standstill with no progress. That wasn't one day that this happened. They had been out this standstill. It said, it said Goliath would get up every morning and every evening and say the same thing. Some of y'all been in the same mind battles every morning and every evening, every morning and every evening, every morning and every evening. But today, <laughs> he said, you come against me with a sword, spear, and javelin. But I come against you in the name of the Lord of armies, the God of the ranks of Israel, 
You have defied him. <laughs> Today, the Lord will hand you over to me. Today, I'll strike you down, remove your head, and give the corpses of the Philistine camp to the birds of the sky and the wild creatures of the earth. Then all the world will know that Israel has a God. Remember I told you, said Moses, Moses said, hey, you have to show up strong because if you don't show up strong here, they're not going to know you with us. <laughs> he said, and this whole assembly will know that it is not by sword or by spear that the Lord saves for the battle is the Lord's. <laughs> he will hand you over to us. When the Philistines started for, uh, forward to attack him, David ran quickly to the battle line to meet the Philistine. He didn't run away. He ran to it. He ran to it because he knows. He says, and when the Philistines started forward to attack him, David ran quickly to the battle line to meet the Philistine. David put his hand in the bag, took out a stone, slung it, and hit the Philistine on his forehead. The stone sank into his forehead, and he fell face down to the ground. David defeated the Philistine with a sling and a stone. David overpowered the, the Philistine and killed him without having a sword. David ran and stood over him. He grabbed the Philistine's sword. Now, you know he had to have a supernatural strength. Remember, I described the sword, how big it was. He grabbed the Philistine's sword. David ran over, stood over him, grabbed the Philistine's sword, pulled it from his sheet, um, and used it to kill him. Then he cut off his head. When the Philistines saw that their hero was dead, they fled. The men of Israel and Judah rallied, shouted out their battle cry, and chased the Philistines to the entrance of the valley. Philistines' bodies were dead, <laughs> were strewn all over the gods. <laughs> the battle is the Lord's. It's not yours. He'll hand you over. There is nothing that has been tormenting you or handling you or dealing with you, or coming against you, that God ain't going to deal with. David <laughs> experienced a level up because he reverenced the Lord. Let me give you this and we're going to go. He experienced the level up because he reverenced the Lord. He had a respect for who God was. He had knowledge and understanding that what was happening went against what God said. What was happening went against what God said. Ah! So he stood in faith on everything God had said. Because what was happening went against what God said. So he revered and had understanding and stood on what God's not messed up about your size, not messed up about the size of this problem, not messed up about what's going on around me, not messed up about what it looks like. This goes against what God said for my life. <laughs> And if I understand how God works, 
then greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. So I'm not going to have a bad day. I'm going to stand still and see the salvation of the Lord. I'm going to walk in his promises. I'm going to see him do something good for me today, something significant. I asked the Lord, I said, I need you to blow my mind today. Send me a cash app that don't make sense. <laughs> Send me something that don't make sense. Do something. Give me a gift. Give me a rich gift. Do something for me that don't make sense. I talk to God like that. Show them you are with me. <laughs> Pay some off for somebody. Do something. Bring me into this overflow you're talking about so that it can flow on to someone else. Do exactly what you said. This is my time of ridiculous favor. This is the season I'm in. Nothing broken, nothing missing, nothing lacking. Pay some stuff off of my people today. Let them see what overflows mean. And then he brought me back. He said, remember you declared bonuses. Lord, let them see bonuses today. Let them see stuff that don't make sense. Let somebody meet me. Man, I got some personal declarations. My son that's in prison, Lord, thank you for the suddenly. Thank you for the, the courts won't understand. The judges won't understand. Thank you, Father God, for court reversals. Thank you, Father God, for things being reversed. Thank you for doors being open, outlandish doors. Thank you for phone calls. Woo! Thank you, Father God, for even mercy and grace on the mistakes that have been made. Like, thank you, Lord God, for you being you today. I want to see you. I want to see your hand with me. If, if you don't go with me, if they don't know that you're with me, they won't know it's real. Thank you for more miracles. Thank you for testimonies. Let your favor rest on my life. Yeah, be increase in every area. Increase in my faith. Let my discernment increase. Let them know that you are my God. Let them know you are my father. Yeah, thank you, Lord God, for suddenlies for Myra. Thank you for, for shifts. Thank you for moments. Thank you for new moments. Thank you for new experiences. I didn't speak that just for me. I spoke that for you too. I believe God is going to do something so special, so new for you today because he's that kind of God. Woo! He'll make a way when it seems like there's no way. He'll provide the opportunity. My God, he'll do new things for you. Something special. My God, Lord, let us walk in the overflow. Woo! Increase, increase, and increase. Suddenly, breakthroughs. My God, systematic changes. Woo! I thank you, Father God, for debt-free cancellations. Thank you, Lord, that everybody connected to this devotional student loan is going to be wiped out. I thank you, Lord God, that you are doing things that don't make sense. Why? Just because you are God. Woo! Let me, let me do our confessions. Y'all ready? I posted it. Everybody should have a copy now. Let me do our confessions and we out of here. Woo! We are in our most wealthy place ever. We are in our most healthy place ever. We have a brand, brand new mindset. Some of y'all need a mindset for more. Some of you have had such a limited perspective because you've lived in so little. So Lord God, I thank you for the mindset for more. Woo! I thank you that I become okay with more. I thank you that I become that this is my season, that everything will work. I thank you that I become that this is my season, that everything I place my hands to shall prosper. Woo! I thank you, Father God, for sudden changes. I thank you that 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 you will that I will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. I thank you, Lord God, as I speak words of healing, that things will change. I just thank you for that. I thank you, Father God, for a sober mind, that we are sober in our thinking. My God, I thank you, Father God, that strongholds and strong thoughts are being demolished. 
Thank you, Lord God, that we flow in the peace of God. I thank you, Lord God, we are at the right place at the right time doing the right thing. I thank you, Lord God, that it will work for us. I thank you, Lord God, that today our day is orchestrated by the word of God. I thank you, Lord God, even if we have feelings that they're just indicators that we need to pause, pray and call on the name of the Lord. I thank you, Lord God, that we will choose joy today. Lord, it is not our will, but your will be done. Nothing is missing, nothing is lacking, and nothing is broken in our life. We walk and live in ridiculous favor. We have favor wherever our feet goes. We have favor at work. We have favor at our home. We have favor in the car. We even have favor in the grocery store. Favor is doing more for us today than it has done all year. God is for us. God is with us. Who shall we fear and who can be against us? We are the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. God does not leave us, nor does he forsake us. We will choose joy today. We are in control of our thoughts. We are in control of what we say, and we are in control of what we do. No person has power or control over us. Our discernment is increasing daily. We hear God very clearly. Our tongue aligns with the kingdom of God. We are skilled in what we say. We are renewed in our thoughts daily. We have fresh grace. We have fresh supply. We have perpetual supply. There is nothing that I need or want that God can't give to us. We have new sight. We have new vision. God is orchestrating miracles for us right now. By the time we get up off this devotional, we're going to see and know the hand of God. Miracle signs and wonders are a part of our daily life. We will touch lives today. We are bright and intelligent. We are the wisest women and men in the world. We are well-loved. Divine doors of opportunity are opening for us today. Woo! We will not be moved by what we see. Woo! We will not be moved by what we see. Our future is bright. My God, our future is determined by God. And I love for God. I want to say I saw something real quick and I need to address it. Um, when we talk about dealing with the stronghold of addiction off of someone, because that's how we've been taught. There's a root work that needs to be done. Addiction doesn't just go away until the root of what failed is addressed. So what we need is the healing for the person to come. So then they won't seek the thing out to numb the pain, to avoid whatever it is they're doing. So we are taught that these are strongholds. Well, strongholds come because something was violated. So whatever it is in your granddaughter that has been violated, we thank you, Father God, that you are healing that so that she can let go of whatever vice it is she has been using to numb and deal with the pain. That's it. And we focus so much on the addiction or the problem or the issue that we ignore the root work that needs to be done that caused the addiction or the problem or the issue. So we thank God for therapy if she needs it. We thank God for supernatural healing. We thank God for a God encounter that will bring her into a space that she knows God loves her and that it is greater than whatever it is she has experienced. Something something violated her and whatever it was that violated her, that's why the addiction is there. So we need the healing from the violation so that God can go forth 
and move, and then the addiction will fall off. That's it. I love y'all. Listen, um, some of y'all been sewing all week. <laughs> we at the end of the week. Some of y'all ain't had a chance to sew yet, and you've been, I don't know if I need to give an offering. Today is your day. Sew into what you got this week. Give an offering today. Just go over to the website, lmjministries.org, and you can give there. Um, my God, God will provide the seed if you ask him for it. Lord, give me seed. Give me what I need to partner with this ministry. I thank God for his faithfulness. I thank God for what he's doing. And I hear you, Lord. Lord, I speak the double over their lives. Woo! Whatever's been given into this ministry this week, let it double on your lives. <laughs> let it come into something greater than you've ever seen before. In Jesus' name, amen. I love you. God loves you. I love you. God loves you. I love you. God loves you so much more. Do me a favor. Go be loved today. Let somebody else experience the love of God through you. And remind yourself all daily, nothing missing, nothing broken, and nothing lacking. I feel so good. Like I, whatever the residue of whatever was trying to come up on me today is gone. I feel so good. I feel almost like intoxicated. Um, God told me something when I got up this morning. He said, start celebrating. I've been running through my house like a little kid. I just been running through my house like a little kid because God has been speaking things to me all day. And guess what? I expect him to show up and I expect them to happen. I love y'all so much. Ladies, ladies only. Sorry, fellas, because it gets deep and personal. Saturday morning. 7 a.m. Central Standard Time, um, Zoom Zoom call, Zoom call, Zoom call, Zoom call. We're going to get on the Zoom. We're going to get it. If you don't have the Zoom information, we don't publish that publicly. We either send it out an email or DM us, and we'll send you the link to the Zoom call, Central Standard Time. I'll see y'all next week. I'm telling y'all, I want y'all to get all of this because I'm going to take some more time off again soon. The Lord has been giving, dealing with me about taking time off. So get in, because as soon as he tell me I get to take a week off, I'm out. <laughs> as soon as he say, as soon as he say, take a week off, I'm out. <laughs> I'm telling you, as soon as he tell me, take the week. So get in when you can, because as soon as he give me this week off, I'm out. I'm out. I'm out on y'all. I'm out. I love y'all so much. See you in the morning. Uh, and DM us. You got to DM us. You got to follow instructions. Listen, send us a DM. <laughs> And we will give you the link to the prayer call. <laughs> I love y'all so much. Love, peace, and blessings. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Woo!